is up friends i hope you're not just doing good but fantastic i am your host christina hyde and i am uh original chris also on social media but y'all can just call me chris uh to all my listener listeners if you do not know me welcome if you do know me welcome and thank you for supporting but overall welcome to rooting for everybody black the black entertainment podcast i don't think y'all heard me welcome to rooting for everybody black the black entertainment podcast this podcast is actually dedicated to embrace discuss and educate about black films or tv shows and just even entertainment but sometimes we don't always define a show or a movie as necessarily like a black film like boys in the hood but you may i watch a lot of different shows with a lot of different diversity included um and sometimes it may only have one black character or uh it, it may be from a black director or, or so but we're going to talk about that too so because not every show has to have predominantly black casting but at least if it has any representation of color of course or any directing anything behind the scenes we're going to talk about that as well let's just say representation matters and black recognition matters and we're definitely going to embrace into that so what we came here to discuss today and i know you saw it on the title but what we came here to discuss today was the BET Awards. The awesome. BET Awards. You've seen it. And maybe if you're not familiar with it, it's okay. Or if you haven't watched the last one that happened back in June, that's okay too. Because we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're, we're going to jump on in into it. Let's get started, y'all. Let's get started. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody black. Everybody black. They say everybody this black. is a Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shift, 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 shift. Yep, that's me. I got I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I never took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cats and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start. And welcome back, y'all. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me you did not enjoy that intro. I know that's a bomb intro. I know you all had to enjoy it just as much as I do. And every time I listen to it, it just make my heart skip a beat. But thank you, Don, for creating that bomb 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 ass intro for me and i hope you all like i said enjoy that intro and y'all gonna hear it again and again and again but we're here we're here to discuss the bt awards and it's time to hit y'all with y'all did you know the did you know section where i kind of you know, either you may already know these things, but some of the things you may not know, and I may teach you a thing or two. Just we we just gonna talk about some actual stuff, what the B what BET is, and dive a bit deeper into that. 
But first, I got to tell y'all why I chose BET for my first episode. I chose BET Awards, uh, the award show for my first episode, because BET Awards embraces in black culture. So look at all y'all. <laughs> black excellence all in the room. I see you kings, you're shining. I see you queens shining. Look, y'all making Coach's Biggest Night look like a room full of luxury. <laughs> you look successful, expensive. You look like you can afford these gas prices. <laughs> We're going to celebrate, recognize, and honor us in everything that we do. Let tonight be a reminder that we don't need any other shows to give us accolades we can give ourselves. Embraces in black culture. It gives recognition when recognition is due, and it gives it to our black artists and being able to recognize and be like, we got you. We got y'all. We see you. We got you. And it's giving to our own culture. And that is definitely what I stand for, what RFEB stands for, and being able to recognize that and embrace that. And that's why I had to choose the BET Awards for my first episode because I will let you know that Mostly what I will be discussing will be more on movies and TV shows. So it won't be really a lot of awards and entertainment uh, going towards music. But just still had to hit on it. Because we do love a good hood. We do love a good song. We do love a good good uh, amount of entertainment, with, no matter what it is, music and film. But let's go into it. So if you're if you do know and maybe if you don't know, but BET Awards comes from the BET Network, and BET actually stands for for Black Entertainment Television. Can't get better than that. It can't to have our own network. It can't get better. But the war show is held annually, and the first one actually was in two thousand and one, June nineteenth. Um, and the war show actually has categories it gives a lot of awards from different categories from music film sports and philanthropy yeah the last recent show actually was this past june 26 2022 and we're going to talk more about that particular show but for an award show to function properly first i gotta put on my bet Ward Zone 2022 glasses. This is just pe me putting on my glasses, setting tone for this BT discussion. But for this BT award show, actually has to have a few key measures in order to, you know, function properly. You gotta have a location. You gotta have a host, awards, and performances. Now. For the location, it actually was held, the first one was held back in Las Vegas. You know the party city, the party, the place to be, the place to be and turn up and, you know, never tell people what happened in Vegas. Because either you spent all your money or, you know, you woke up in a tiger in your hotel room. So, like, hangover. Either way, the first one in 2001 was definitely held in Las Vegas on the Strip um, at the Paris Las Vegas Resort. But ever since then, in 2002, it's been, actually been in California. And from 2013 to, like, currently, it's been in the Microsoft Theater at LA Live. 
But my real question, my real question is, why not ATL? But why not ATL for real though? Like, why not it be at ATL? Atlanta is very known to, you know, have a large black population and it also has entertainment. It's got music, it's got movies, it's got film, it's got everything that you need to revolve around in black culture too. So just, I mean, just as California does, but in case they want to do a switch up one year or anything, and I know there's some logistics that also fall into that type of thing, but why not Atlanta? That's all I got to say. That is all I got to say. So who was hosting this show? Because we got to talk about the host. We got to talk about the host. The host for this show actually hosted the 2021 award show. Give a round of applause for that. Come on. You cannot tell me she's not in her bag. When you run in a war show back after bag, this is Taraji P. Henson. If you have not guessed it yourself, like this woman, actually this queen is an actress. We know her in many, many, many roles, whether it's Baby Boy or a lot of Tyler Perry films. But she's an actress. She also do a little singing. I heard she's a singer, but uh, she got an honorary doctor for Howard University, and uh, she's just done much for the community, and she continues to thrive. So shout out to that queen, Taraji P. Henson, doing the damn job. Doing the damn thing, too. But anyway, all together, the BT Awards got a phenomenal host. And we got to talk about the awards because you can't have a war show without awards. And when it comes to awards, we, you know, sometimes we may pose that question because we, we watch the awards. I know there's even celebrities that watch the awards and they would be pissed like Kanye at one year. Uh, but like, why do certain people win awards over other artists? We was rooting for you. We was rooting for you to win, but you like, but y'all, but you lost. How, how did that happen? Or how did someone get nominated? So for that to happen for actually for BET, they have a voting academy actually made up around about 500 people from different categories of music, media, and bloggers. So just people from all over. But BT sends out a ballot electronically and voters nominate deserving works and artists in all those categories who they think should be nominated. And nominations and voting ballots are collected actually by Yangaroo Incorporated. And then as we watch on BT, um, actually, the you know the nominees are listed in that category, and then that award is given out to the winner of the award. And for the award, their trophy actually is a shooting star. Can't get better than that. You're a star. You're a star, baby girl. You a star. But for real, the award is a shooting star, and it's inspired by the three words: aspire, ascend, achieve. And it was designed by artist sculptor. Carlos Rodriguez. And if you didn't know that the first award was actually given out to Outkast, 
you know hey y'all you know he's an amazing artist and he has many more tracks because this man's a legend but that was the first award and actually the person that won the most awards was actually beyonce from bet she has about six so that's just a little background of bt but let's actually talk about the june 26 2022 show and what awards was actually given out at least that was broadcasted live on tv because they had other awards they did give out just a few more additional that weren't broadcasted but let's talk about the ones that were and for the bt awards they broadcasted many awards from different categories first starting off with the best female r&b pop artist award and that was given to jasmine sullivan you got your best new artist given a lotto best collaboration for the song essence wiz kid and tim's you know tim's be doing the damn thing dr bobby jones best gospel inspirational award that was for the song we win with little baby and kirk franklin that song is a bop we also got the BT Her Award given to Miss Mary J. Blige. Best International Act given to Tim's. Best Male R&B Pop Artist, The Weeknd. Young Stars Award given to Marseille Martin. Lifetime Achievement Award, the award they could not stop talking about since the beginning of the show. The award that was given out of there, a phenomenal performance given by many 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 legends this award was given to nevertheless sean combs we know him as puffy diddy many names this award was given to the legend all right though we have a couple more awards that was given for best actress given to zendaya and then lastly album of the year that was for an evening with silk they real smooth because they smooth themselves like silk but in general that was all that was all the awards that were given i really thought the awards were pretty accurate and there were a lot of artists that were nominated that fit really well and could have won as well but i'm not mad at who was chosen it wasn't no viral moment and be like no 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 i was actually playing a guessing game with myself to be like, oh yeah, so and so, this this is gonna be chosen. Zendaya is gonna be chosen, and then and then it happened. It's pretty easy to guess, especially when you got quite a few good established folks out here. But we gotta move into our next. And I told you that last, that last thing, that last measure that keeps a war show going, that keeps the people hype, is performance. So when we talk about performances, not only do you have your, you know, the people that everyone comes here to see, uh, the people that is established, the people that everyone knows, you got them, your bigger artists, but then you, they also have up and coming artists who also perform and they perform and do a smaller performance, maybe one song or so, and then it cuts to commercial time for the streaming platform. But for this up and coming performance we have three different artists that i have it was gogo morrow jack ross and it's actually jac ross and then we also have og they were great 
performers and honestly i gotta i gotta add them to my playlist i like them if you're if you're looking for any artist that you just want to listen to a new sound or a new artist that you have not listened to check out their bet performance on youtube if you have not already check it out that way you could just you know put your put your feet in the water just give it a little get a little taste of their artist before you just you know take a a full slide in and and really see if you really like their music or not. But I really, I did enjoy what they did have to present. But we gotta, we gotta talk about the the artists, the other artists, the ones that hit the main stage. And that first came out with Lizzo setting setting it out for everybody. Lizzo with about damn time. Lizzo came out with about damn time. She did her damn thing. And then we got next. Jack Harlow with a surprise drop with Brandy. Next is Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. And uh, they also hit us with Kingdoms, Melody from Heaven. Also, Jack also uh, with his song Poison in First Class. And actually, Brandy, which was cool, Brandy was rapping on First Class. We always know Brandy to sing and be like a sweet, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's but like a sweet angel, just as how she presents herself, especially like you know her her shows with Alicia, and her being Cinderella in the movie. But we all know Brandy to be sweet and very. But she came out with that mm, that raw, that raw, 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 that right. And I thought it was pretty cool for her to come out and do do the damn job, do the damn things uh, with Jack. We also had Fireboy DML with his song Playboy, Peru, Jochi with Persuasive and Crazy. We got Money Long with Time Machine and you know the hours and hours and hours. I could do this for hours. All right, though. But we got Chance the Rapper next with uh, Joey Badass with him on stage with the highs and the lows. LMA. She she had a couple she had a few people there with her too. She did her song "Leave You Alone," and then also they keeps on falling with Babyface and How with Roddy Rich. Um, Lotto was performing with another surprise drop with Mariah Carey or as she called her Mimi, but she was able to bring her out of retirement and actually come out and sing for the. Proud. Yes, ma'am. We we love a good legend like Mariah. <laughs> but we also had something that was a bit different. <laughs> and what you mean, like by a bit different? Like, it, I mean, it wasn't a singer. <laughs> it they they weren't necessarily dancing. <laughs> If you ever seen actually the show Pose, then you're gonna know what I'm talking about. This represented that ballroom culture. This represented queer experience. This may have rubbed the wrong shoulders. This was fun. This was live. And this was ballroom time, as I like to call it. But ballroom time with Billy Porter as they walk as many ballroom legends or like one from Pose. I mean, even though it's a show, but Miss Electra, I know, I know. If you've seen that show, then you know who she is. 
and she came out and walked the stage as well as a very known model um but either way it was given what it was supposed to give and i really enjoyed that ballroom culture next we had another performance and this was the performance before that lifetime award like i said that award that was supposed to be given and to the legend himself that was actually given and was non-stop talking about it since the beginning of the show. They had a legendary performance by many, many artists going down the list. Let's start it. Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, Diddy, The Shine, Lock, The Locks, Little Kim, Busta Rhymes, and Bryson Tiller. And nevertheless, they did have a beautiful tribute, like very beautiful, almost made me like really made me shed a tear, like to Kim, his past lover who did pass away, you know, way too early. But it was a beautiful tribute to the song uh, "I'll Be Missing You," and I'm telling you, they had so many songs they they performed. But definitely enjoyed this. Definitely enjoyed the many many great artists and legends that hit the stage and took the time to dedicate and celebrate sean combs but we go into our last two performances after this is over actually and this is chloe bailey y'all know y'all know y'all know chloe bailey but she did her songs with surprise um, have mercy, treat me, and then lastly, he seems like butter, but maybe, maybe it wasn't as smooth as butter on this show. But it was Giveon. He ended the performances for tonight and was the last to end it all. And I know many people. Actually, I, since this, many people think he can't sing. I feel like he can. I love his voice, but there were some difficulties, some technical difficulties that did happen. Um, and as you can see in the video, as he was trying to you know, get his earpiece together, his sounding, his auto-tune and everything was a bit off and it didn't come off as smooth as butter should. But either way, I thought this performance was still aesthetically pleasing, especially the platform he was standing on and the background with like the it, it reminded me of like the northern lights and so but yeah that was all the performances that did happen within the show and i had a great time watching it but we got to talk about what stood out what stood out throughout the show because don't get me wrong this was a long 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 show i watched it for about I'm running up, but it was about three hours. Long show. But what actually was something like I could take away from the show? Something that was like, you know, important. So I, I listed it down to my top four performances. Something that like either inspired me, uplift me. I just felt that I could like maybe remember something from the show. So I listed it, I kind of break it down into crazy, sexy, try to do three but i couldn't i couldn't define one for the sexy but we're gonna go down that so for my crazy and this was not a crazy like a mental crazy but this was a crazy like 
a fun crazy life. I'm gonna be myself crazy. Like this goes to about damn time, Miss Lizzo. Of course, she came out already with the energy. All the artists, most of the artists already had that energy, but like to set it off, you gotta you gotta start it off well. You gotta set the tone for the rest of the show, and she definitely did. She came out with the flute. You know, she she got big from the flute. But uh, she had the flute. It was gold. It gave disco. Actually, kind of gave a little resemblance of the Wiz a bit with her performance. Uh, but she had, overall, she had fun. And not only is she singing, dancing, but she even had time to give a speech right after she got done dancing and then dance back up again and sing again. But her speech, honestly, like no other performer did really give too much of a speech, but her speech, I enjoyed it because it had a message. It's about damn time we have fun living our truth. It's about damn time we celebrate us. Black people, my people. Let me let me run that back. Black people. My people, honestly, it was, I, I had fun. I was smiling, and if I was there, it, it would have made me get up on, like, on my feet and just, like, have a good time because she had fun. I had fun watching her, and a performance can't get better than that, like, when you're having fun. Not only that, we got to hit on that last little point that Lizzo had and provided to us. And that is that representation that I'm talking about. The representation of dancers who are thick and also black. To have bigger women, bigger males up there dancing and doing the damn thing, getting it. And stuff, representation like that matters because actually none of the other performances, while they may have had dancers and may have had black dancers, but you did not see many dancers who were big. You didn't. And that representation matters because a lot of the world looks like that. A lot of the world looks like Lizzo. A lot of the world looks like me. But you got to have representation that does not always show just people who are skinny or just fit, you gotta have diversity. And I like that she always brings that to the table. Definitely why you can see why I definitely have her on that list. Either way, going to next. For my sexy, I have two. Maybe you can guess, maybe not, but the first one I had to say was Chloe, Chloe Bailey. Sexy, definition, sexy. She is sexy. She embraces sexy. She involves herself in sexy. She is sexy. Let's say that. Let she she is sexy. I gotta give it to her. I do I have I got I have a crush on her. I have a small crush. And maybe maybe that's why she don't get sexy with it too. But really, just not even because of that. She is a good performer. She you can tell she puts in the work. You can tell she is a young prodigy herself. And she knows what she's doing. She, no matter what, too, just like Lizzo, is always going to be herself. It don't matter if it's going to be bad publicity after this. 
but she's always going to be herself and represent herself and be who she is. And that's what really truly matters as an artist. And I know sometimes it can be hard, especially when you're getting a lot of hate mail or getting a lot of negative comments, but she continues. She continues, and that's what matters. My other sexy, this is more of a subtle sexy. Give another kiss. Blow another kiss. But this, this is a subtle sexy, and I like it. It's money long with time machine and hours. It's elegant. It's sweet. And it reminds me of kind of like a throwback time of Vegas where they have the burlesque dancers and the feathers. And so while there weren't burlesque dancers, it was just mainly her on camera. She was owning that spotlight and being in that spotlight. But she had the feathers as a dress, and she had her, you know, her the dancers that was in the background uh, do her thing with her feathers and stuff. Because I, I feel like I was a little oblivious thinking that was her actual dress until it started moving. But it was beautiful, very beautiful, and you can tell like maybe this is maybe her first performances of many. She, you know, she's known for that pen work, but she's definitely hitting the spotlight now. And whether she may be a little timid or reserved, I feel that it was in a calm nature. And for her to mix a little bit of hours instead of just you know singing it regularly, just doing a bit a little different, I enjoyed it. We always enjoy it because when you hear a radio hit a million times, you kind of want to hear it spiced up. And I, that's why I like that. But lastly, we have to hit the cool. And that cool, I dedicated that to Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. That cool was very uplifting. Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. They had the, the theatrical effects, like the fog and it made it feel like they were on a cloud like melodies from heaven they did sing that and it was heaven they were in heaven on a cloud and it was uplifting it was beautiful and not only that they had the uh kirk franklin before he they started melodies from heaven they started mixing they was mixing the beats the little kim's crush on you i caught that i peeped that and i hope you all peeped that too but they uh, mixed that, and you know Kirk Franklin is going to be hype. He's going to give that energy to make you also stand on your feet. And being able to put Maverick City on a platform, and he also talked about that in his speech when he got uh, the war for We Win. Being able to, being older, a lot of the older generation don't like to put on for the young and pass the pedestal down. But he wants to do that, and he continues to do that. And shout out to him, cause that's that's how it should be in life. You shouldn't just hold it, hold it to yourself, and hold that pedestal, but also pass it down. Because honestly, it's gonna make you even bigger. It's gonna make you even grow. So always be gracious, always be kind, always give back when you can. And that's what Kirk Franklin continues to do. And while that has to be in our lives. So. We talked about the main performances, but my top and up and coming performance had to go to OG. And her, for her song, I got it. I got to add that to my playlist. I just had to re-listen to it one more time before I started this. Just to, just to, just to remember, like, one, this is a great song. I love the vibe. Got it. Like, that's something I would add to my playlist. I know I keep saying that, but for sure. But... One thing I had to take away from her art, uh, from her performance versus the other 
was her voice. That's why I also like the song. But her confidence. A lot of artists were also a bit, you know, nervous or shy, but she came with her confidence and she owned the on the spotlight for the song. But for the most well deserved award, I gotta give that to nevertheless a lifetime achievement award that went to Diddy. It was presented by actually Babyface and Kanye. They presented that award to him and they gave a few things that may like also may even inspire you all, but some things like Babyface was talking about was that Diddy never took no for uh, an answer. Now we're not talking about consent and uh, like the sexual preference, but taking no, not taking no for an answer when it comes to hustling. And he he continues to thrive even when he was like they they went skiing and he was like yo, he like do you need like a professional to you know instructor to come instruct us. And teach you how to do it. He's like, no, I got it. And they end up falling down the falling down the mountain. And then came back up and did it right again. And then excelled. And that's what Babyface was hitting on. A little bit of Kanye was just hitting on that, like how they're friends. He goes to him for advice. Diddy has always been there for him. And he's always there for others. And that he paved the way. He has broke down many doors for artists just like him. And other established artists or even artists that are just, you know, even starting now. But broke down those doors by being himself. Doing things that people didn't even think was possible to even do. Especially in hip-hop. And he opened those doors. He did. And he, you know, he had to come out. Because, you know, Kanye don't always come out to these type of things. But he had to come and celebrate his friend. And Diddy, of course... Oh, my God. Diddy is, that was the definition of black boy joy. If you don't come out jumping, excited for your own award, oh, man, take it back. Take it back. But Diddy came out on the energy, being hyped. When I say show up or show out, he showed up, and he showed out with his speech, you know, Giving and talking about everyone that, you know, made him who he is today and just shouting out those people, whether it's mom, who's at times worked three jobs and worked endlessly so he could be the person who he is today when he was a kid. Uh, and many shout outs, whether it's to Biggie, he gave one to Kim, uh, even Cassie. Yeah, I thought that might have been a bit odd, but he said he, uh, she was able to help him during his depressive time. But he gave many, many shout-outs. He also was like, y'all, even though I'm talking a lot, I know I'm rambling, I know I'm talking a lot, but don't cut me. Don't cut me to commercial. It's like, I'm going to pay for it. I'll pay for it, BT. However much it costs, I'll pay for it. And we're talking about his money is long. He also donated and gave back to Howard University and Jackson State because he said we should play for us. And that's Deion Sanders, who's the uh, college football coach there. So, Diddy, a legend. Diddy, a true ass legend. We got we gotta give props when props is due. And I'm glad they did give that lifetime achievement award to Diddy. And there's so many great legends that have paved the way for many artists and many actors and so on. But 
th that's the thing that definitely took away from the show. But I want to hit you all with my good, bad, and ugly list. And my good list is some things that just weren't covered. And I didn't cover too much of my breakdown. Because they weren't necessarily just a performance. These things were actually more of a theme. The theme that I enjoyed, because mostly these BT award shows are to highlight black excellence. But this one felt different. This one's weird. Why? Maybe because everything that was happening this summer with Roe versus Wade, and you know, within the last few years with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, there's, you know, police brutality has always continuous been happening for centuries. And so is uh, gun violence. But this one feel like they highlighted and their theme with continuation of, and that's with everyone that came up to present a war to um, a deserving artist, they all hit on black empowerment, women empowerment, and support. Black boy joy, of course, happened. And it was all about having it fun, but keeping it real. You got to keep it 100, but we can have fun and keep it 100. And that's what I like. If you can be real, but you can also have fun. Work hard, play hard. So that was the theme I definitely enjoyed and I definitely can take away from the show. But some other things was Taraji P. Henson. Of course I got to talk about the host. Of course I got to. But she came out and set the tone for the rest of the show just as Lizzo did. But like after Lizzo's performance, she she settled in. She settled in with the kings and queens and coming out on King's Affirmation by Nico. You heard you heard the TikTok song. You heard it. And it it went viral. And I know there's a bit of uh, you know, controversy news that happened with Aniko's song and how they removed her as the creator on TikTok and put someone else who is not her and while she is the creator. And there's a lot of things that have circulated with black TikTok and it's, it's not new. It's not new for something like that to happen. But in general, for her to come out with that, it was just basically to one, celebrate our black artists and give recognition when recognition is due. But it's a dope song to celebrate black queens and to remind us of who we are and why not start it off like that why not she also had many other things like her poem black men don't cheat i liked it it was very smooth and she also had uh talked about something that's very important very vital especially in the black community today, and that is black mental health. And she mentioned black mental health and breaking generational curses and also um, her partnership. Yeah, her partnership actually with, let me find it here, for free mental health services for the black community and doing one million hours Yo, if that's not amazing. But black mental health is very important, and you can definitely see how important it was to her. 
Um, and it had to be mentioned. It had to be mentioned because we do. We do need to break generational curses. It's okay to have help. It's okay to ask for help. And health, just know health is wealth. If you're not healthy, mentally or physically, how can you truly make money? How can you? Let's go. Let's move forward. And as we move forward, we're going to the bad list. I don't have nothing super, super crazy to say. And I actually kept this list a bit short because it's not much to, to say. But just first, I got to hit on this. I got to. Everything don't always happen as you want it to happen. Everything ain't going to be perfect. But I have to talk about it, though. Any of the technical difficulties that did happen in the show, I heard um, and kind of saw on YouTube about Taraji's teleprompter uh, just cutting out or some, some technical difficulties that happened there. But the pro she is, she keeps it going. She knows how to rock with or without a teleprompter. She's an actor. She knows what she's doing. But you also know about um, Giveon and his mic and the earpiece and everything that was happening with him. But just some of those technical difficulties, I felt like some of the sounding of when the performance uh, performances was happening, it was a bit off. Maybe the audio was too loud or the music and I couldn't hear the audio. But maybe that was just a bit. But um, another thing I had to add to the list, though, was award shows just they're not, not always as relevant as they used to be. And they don't have that, mm, no more. Like, don't get me wrong. I definitely enjoy watching the BET Awards. And I know that some people still watch the award show, but there's a lot of people who did watch it back in the early 2010s, but may not watch it no more. One, because streaming platforms have definitely hit the roof and they've become, you know, number one, we don't really go to cable television anymore. It's not much of a thing anymore. It's way, it's really expensive and uh, we like more things that are to our convenience. So a lot of award shows aren't on streaming services, but maybe Hulu. But we only tend to watch them if there's something that goes viral. And some of the award shows, they don't like a lot of bad publicity. They don't like bad viral moments. But those are the viral moments that get us watching, like Will Smith slapping the, the hell out of Chris Rock or Little Nas X on the BET Awards when he was kissing one of his uh, male dancers. That that went viral, too. but. Things like that make us want to watch the show, but I wish it didn't have to necessarily be like that. Another thing, another few things actually was low attendance. I don't know if that's due to COVID or if just people don't really mess with the BT Awards like they do with the Grammys or anything. I know BT Awards is not as known or not even not known, but just like not as celebrated, not as encouraged as the Grammys and people like but it's because it's our culture and sometimes we forget to celebrate our culture or we don't we don't really celebrate our culture as much as we should to should be but uh that's one thing and you also see there's not a lot of celebrities present or even present to get the awards that could be due to their own personal vice to bt like little Nas x i know he dropped a song with fbt and maybe because of what happened on stage and how they handled that but uh, people, some celebrities don't mess with the BT or just don't show up to be present. And I get it. We got things. We're humans. We got things that we got to do. But they show up to certain, like maybe the Oscars or so, or they may not. But 
a lot of time you do see that they're not going to show up. And sometimes I feel like, why do we nominate artists that we know good and well may not show up? That's just how I feel. But I got to hit on that ugly list before before we wrap up. Before we go ahead and go, I got to hit on that ugly list. My ugly list is however you want to define it. The ugly list could be petty. It could be that gray area that's not necessarily good, but it's not necessarily bad either. But that gray area, however you want to define it. Um, I think one one was to me was Blue, Young Blue. Uh, his teleprompter reading when uh, he was doing for Doritos, and he mentioned that he had the hardest one he had to read out there. And I'm just like, as a sponsor, I know they pay a lot of money, and you messing up, and you're like, yo, y'all gave me the hardest one to read, and you start messing up and stuff. Like, we're human. We're going to mess up. Because I can barely, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I can barely even keep up with karaoke and reading <laughs> and singing or rapping with the lyrics. But teleprompter reading aim for the week and i don't really understand where that come from but i guess how do like sponsors feel about that especially that you know invest in this and there's there's mess ups mishaps but everybody laughed everybody it, nobody took it seriously i didn't take it seriously i thought it was funny but i don't know what to define it as another thing i thought was miss pat roasting if you know miss pat miss pat from her miss pat show on bet she came up to roast the writers it was actually, um, it was on purpose. It wasn't like a Will Smith coming up. But um, Taraji said, Miss Patricia, or so Miss Patricia show, however she said it. And then Miss Pat came on, and then she roasted the writers who just came up when Taraji was like, writers, come here. And her jokes was not all that funny to me. They weren't. I mean, if you found them funny, good for you. But I, got, I, I have a good sense of humor, but... That I wasn't laughing. I, I didn't find it funny. As much as I, so. I ain't hating. So I ain't hating. Haters gonna hate, but I ain't hating that. Only thing left I had to say was, when is the best time to shoot your shot? Like, is it okay to talk about something that goes from talking about something serious? Because I know I said, like, it's good to have fun, but keep it real. Is it good to talk about something serious and then shoot your shot? Like, for instance, when the cast of Sisters came up to uh, present the war for the Young Star Award for Mar St. Martin, and they were uh, talking about Roe versus Wade, black women empowerment, being there for one another. And the last lady said, uh, Michael B. Jordan, I got a shoulder for you to cry on. I'm here for you. And shoot my shot. Call me. Is it a, when, when is the best time to shoot your shot? I ain't mad at shoot your shot because you missed 100% of the shots that you don't take. But I don't know about the transition. This is my ugly section. And I had to let y'all know that some of my stuff is in the gray zone. But you define it and take it how you want to. I got to leave you off with the question of the day. And this question actually is really to, you know, not only just wrap it up, but to really create a discussion with, with you all. Because, um, as you all know, and I mentioned earlier, that Jack Harlow did perform. I love Jack Harlow. He is from our from my city, Louisville, Kentucky. And I do find him very inspirational. I do like his music. But we're talking about the BET Awards, not um, the VMAs, not the Grammys, not the Oscars, not anything like that. We're talking BET Awards, and you know that stands for Black Entertainment. And 
he's white. We got to keep it real. We can't hide around the bush. He's white. We know it. We see it. It's there. He performs. I'm not mad at his performance. I'm not mad he's, you know, because he's in a predominantly black musicality. He's in hip-hop. But how do you all feel about someone who is white performing for black entertainment award shows? Now, maybe that's also why he brought up Brandy. I mean, because I know for the VMAs he brought out uh, Fergie. But how do you all feel about that? Uh, does that make you feel any type of way? Because imagine if that was Maroon 5. That definitely wouldn't slide because that's, you know, that's not even anything of our category. But he's a very good person. He does have a strong pool with black people, especially black women. But how do you all feel about that? Because that maybe that could have been another space for another black artist. But that's just a question to pose for discussion. Love to hear some feedback on that question. But all together, we're going to bring this back down. We're going to wrap this. Go ahead and wrap this up because I want to thank you all. It has been fun talking about the BET Awards, giving you all a quick breakdown of everything that's happened from the awards, from the performances, and just some just some general facts about the BET. I hope you all enjoyed listening just I enjoyed uh, myself talking about it. But I am your host, Chris, and I am out. Peace. It's your host, Chris, again, and I appreciate you for listening to our episode today. If you enjoy listening to our episode, please make sure to give us a follow on your current listening platform. And if that platform also has a notification bell and a way to rate the show or comment, please get let us know. Let us know how we're doing. And also tap that notification bell so you can always be in the loop for the next episode. All together, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RFEB Podcast. And I hope y'all have a nice day. Peace out, Blissville.